May 4, 2021. It's the Watt from Pedro Show.
And now, the number one game show on all of the internet. Are you ready to play? It's the Watch from Pedro Show. Mike Wait a minute, you said if I came back for another week, I'd be playing against that woman from Smashing Pumpkins. She dropped a bass on my foot that time. I was, this was like my revenge fantasy. And the challenger, Mike Watt, this, that hardly seems partial. It's freaking rigged, man. Can't even trust a punk no more. Watt for Pedro Show, happy Tuesday. First Tuesday in May. Uh, start off the show with impressions. John Coltrane with Eric Dolphy. Reggie Workman's on the bass. It's Elvin Jones, McCoy Tyner, of course. Rhythm sex. Impressions, live in Copenhagen. 1961. Yeah. Good old days. Then we had Mecca with a specially prepared tune, My Benefit. Thank you very much, Brother Scott. What for Pedro oh, Show theme. Ah, you can hear. I am not totally man alone. Those software engineers in Estonia with their Skype inventions made it possible. Yeah, Brother Scott Neidiger, I'm sorry, all the way from Portland on the port side, huh? Oregon. Welcome aboard, Scott. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I am uh, down here on the, uh, the, uh, the northeast side of Portland. Yeah, it's it's in quadrants, people. Sort of like Seattle, sort of like uh, Salt Lake City. That rational thing, Freemason thing, around 150 <laughs> years ago when they were making towns. And uh, you, so, so you'll have like the same street, an N E, an S E, S W, N W. And with this latest visit, I've finally completed the rounds. Oh, really? I've lived in each quadrant now. Well, that, that's that's pretty bitching. That's pretty bitching. But let's go back. I want to uh, uh, enlighten the listeners to your musical journey. Scott, please bring your earliest musical recollection. Oh, my God. Earliest musical, musical recollections. I, I seem to have affection for, uh, like, female rock groups, like uh, the Go-Go's is one of the first things I got really excited about. Joan Jett, and like I was more into like dancing around with my Kiss guitar, singing along with those records. That's that's my musical background, and 
a little strange since then, I guess. Okay, so the pad you grew up in, what, what, what part of the country was that? I'm from the trailer parks of Iowa, my friend. Okay, Iowa. I just made an album with an Iowa City guy named Sam. Uh, what town in the Iowa? Only, it's called Indianola. It's just south of uh, Des Moines. Like It's probably connected by now, but by, by the time I left, it was a proper suburb, a good 14 miles in between. Okay, Des Moines like in the middle of the state. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you would think it'd be maybe kind of close to Indiana. <laughs> no, no. You can it, see Indiana on a clear day, actually. Okay. There's, oh, okay. I was small and flat. And, it's uh, pretty flat. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of interesting stuff. I think John Wayne's from Indiana. I mean, uh, Iowa. Indiana's Jimmy Dean. Uh, uh, what about, uh, so you said kiss guitar. So in the pad you grew up, there was musical instruments. Plastic kiss guitar. Okay. Well, that still might be like fishing line strings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Solid. You look cooler, though. Like, I mean, who wants to sing, uh, like, I Love Rock and Roll with acoustic guitar you can't play? <laughs> good point, good point. Now, was anybody in your family musically inclined? No, no. Um, you know, my parents are, uh, you know, interesting people and smart and stuff, but they're very, like, you know, nose to the grindstone type. There wasn't a lot of that. Like, you know, they had a, they, we had a, things were tough, you know, like late 70s uh, growing up in, and during. Like the, uh, the the big interest hikes around that time, like we were trying to move out of the trailer park, but you know it was too expensive right then. You know, '79 was an influential year for me. Like I was watching the watching the election on TV, and like you know, I was, I don't know I'm born '74, so it was like that's when I kind of became aware that the world around me impacted me. So I didn't get the music from my parents, but I definitely got that because they paid attention. You know, sure. talked to me like like an adult about it. That, that, that's important, and uh, very grateful to them for doing that, Scott. What about what about at school? Were you in the choir, the marching band, or shit like that? I was uh, most uh, most uh, uh, ceremoniously uh, ejected from the the marching band. Uh, we were like uh, we were pretty young, and they made me be a drummer. I wanted to play the saxophone, but I was going to get braces, and so they said I had to be a drummer. And they put us on all the drums, and uh, we were like little kids. It was like only one guy was big enough to hold the kick drum, and he uh, he was a you know big jock guy, and he started he started going now you're you you're fatty. You faggot now. You're like, oh, shut up. I didn't even know what it was, probably. I was like, yeah, no, I am not. And I pushed him, and like the whole band just went down like dominoes because that one big kick drummer. And uh, yeah, that was that was the end of my musical education. She now, what, she drum, what, what, what drum were you on? I was on the snare. Okay, on ta -ta the snare. Ti -ti so because you end up a drummer man, so maybe it was fortuitous to get a little experience, even with the other bullshit, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, but, you know, she, I think she scared me off for a while because she did that thing where, like, she plucked her eyebrows out and drew them back in. Like, she was surprised all the time. And, like, I don't know. Something about that face kind of made me stay away from the, the music instruments for a while. I, I thought I, I always thought I'd be a writer. What was the first record you bought with your own money, Scott? Uh, it, it was right about the exact same time I got Kiss Alive 2 and uh, The Go Go's Beauty and the Beat. Okay. And the first gig you went and saw? I saw Steppenwolf with my parents uh, downtown Des Moines, like a free concert. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. I remember they made a comeback, like, kind of thing. Like, what were you talking, early 80s? Or? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, 81, 82, maybe. Okay. Like, I don't know. Like, it was like they weren't going to play Magic Carpet Ride. Then sure enough, a second encore. Oh, my God. They did. What, yes, about, what about Born to be Wild? 
Yeah, born to, born. To, it was a triple encore. It was the Born to Be Wild, okay. Magic Carpet Ride, and uh, the Pusher Man. You know what? Deep, oh, Pusher Man. Yeah, I think that was cover. Uh, D Boone liked one. He had us Minutemen do Hey Lottie Mama. <laughs> okay. Which is like fucking a tour spiel, right? Anyway. Well, my, 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 my mom had good records. I mean, my parents listen to music, but it's like, you know, they're, they're fairly mainstream, but I, I, I gravitated towards the weird stuff. But she got me on the right path, like uh, Billion Dollar Babies. Oh, Alice and, Cooper. Uh, Black Sabbath, uh, Paranoid. Those are two of the first I, I, I got from the family record collection. Oh, so they were listeners and also rock and roll listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, they, 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 they still, they, they still like it. Like, uh, unfortunately my mother, like, uh, she's still alive and she's the, the two things she likes is listening to music and reading books. And she had a sudden hearing loss, just like, uh, just woke up one day and lost her hearing. And it was like, yeah, diagnosed sudden hearing loss. And she said, you know, now, now normal music sounds like my music to her. So she... <laughs> wow. Like totally deaf. Well, she's not totally deaf, and she just says it gets kind of garbled. But oh, okay. what I, I can't believe is like somebody is supposed to know about about sound. I didn't think of this before. She listened on a boombox the other uh, not too long ago, and like with the uh, there's less frequencies and stuff, and it makes so much yeah. more sense. She said she could like the she could hear the music a little bit better. Okay, it's more narrow. Okay, okay, okay. Not so much highs, so much lows. Maybe just middles. Yeah, yeah. But my my musical education did come from Iowa too, because like, uh, I I always like my my family house was like a hotel for bands. Like by the time I got into high school, because like all the weird bands started showing up, especially after Harry Mary's opened. Uh, school oh, in high Harry school. Mary's, I know about that and, place. Uh, like all the weird bands, people were like afraid of them because uh, you know people in Iowa are pretty freaking conservative, even the rock and roll guys. And so you know, got used to waking up and. My mom would find the cows on the floor, you know. Uh, the cows. Uh, ritual device, whoever's like in Cows in had a that. great, a great bass man, Kevin. Uh, he played oh, yeah. with a slide. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he, he, maybe I saw him a couple of years ago. He was a doorman at some club in Los Feliz. Uh, he's in SoCal here. Look, I want to play uh, something you sent me, uh, Decong. Yeah, Sale. 
Then a devil that you know Against a manticore Truth of that you show Is simmering below And follows where you go The devil that you know The devil that you The devil that you know Against a manticore Truth of that you show Is simmering below And follows where you go The devil that you know The devil that you
garden, it's time to light the tiki. Now the fire's getting hot, so let's run it in the pine.
your shirt, lift your skirt, watch me, watch me, I need you, I need you. Fame whistle, flying from the crystal, gunning on a three-day wire, running 
funnies are the funny stuff and bar to bar. Helicopter beats and the ring and the bell. Better call an ambulance to where they tell. Back at the motel, swapping dollars for weight. Till the cops knock the top and we're off to the gates. Surrounding company, creatures most fine. Is it for your pleasure? No, the pleasure is mine. Hungry all the time, got the ledger, got no time for snacks. About to be the first collector ever busting for stacks. Maybe put it there, not intended to go. Might have crossed the line, but I clearly don't know. Lost control, bitter just for giggles and shits. Now the words all over Twitter that I tried to eat a tits. Stand on the road till he flies too close to the sun. How fortunate the man would know. Question the existence of an inner name void. Just the type of person that you hope to avoid. Coming from the earth and primordial slime. Victim is the image that perpetuates the crime. Giving the impression that I've done the hard time. Clouded disposition like an irritated mind. I'm about as subtle as a bullet called mine. When you speak the truth, I will claim it as mine. show we started that chunk of music off with D Kong the devil that you know. And then we had Watt. This is that project I telling you, Scott, about the, with the cat Sam Lock Ward from Iowa City. Iowa City. Oh, uh, nice. It's the nice. college town. I think they're called the Hawkeyes. Right? Well, you <laughs> oh, know. yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> I pl- I played. Uh, there's a couple other college towns, too, like Ames, Iowa State, I think, or Iowa Tech. Anyway, Harry Mary's, I got some good. Uh, memories are there too in Des Moines. You uh, have an incredible memory. Everybody, everybody that like we've been talking a bit lately, getting in touch with people, and you remember everything. You remember that show better than I do. And I was a a young man. Yeah, because a tooth, right? The fucking owners. There, yeah, their their uh, antidote to my pain was a fucking motoring shoved in that hole with the fucking uh, pencil eraser. The end of the pencil. Wait. Yeah, and then that's I, not that, the, the, the rock and roll legend was more glamorous. It was like that, like every kid in town showed up with some painkiller for you, and you took them all and like still played the show and then nah, passed out. But like nah. they were torturing you back there. No, nah, I just ate one Motrin and thing. In the morning, <laughs> I had to go to Dennis have it yanked out anyway. But one trippy thing that happened was after sound check, you know, it, a couple of days this thing had been coming on for a week or two on the tour, and so what I would do was that I'd go into the boat. And just hold the steering wheel and scream. And I didn't know that Georgie had conked. He was in the back bench seat there, conked. Because we had a curtain, right? So when I went in there to holler, he had a fucking heart attack. I didn't mean to do that, Georgie. Sorry. 
<laughs> let, let, let's tell the people what else we listen to. Black Randy, the Metro Squad, Idi Amin. John Wayne after that, but no H in his name. This is the musician, not the actor. Mr. Egyptian from Texas Funeral Album. Bombers Prendin out of D.C. with Blue Inside. National Mock out of Philly with White Heat. Are You a Cop Brand New? Future X. And finally, Bridge Too Far from the Fire Brigade. Okay, Scott. Did In school, did you do any of the basement band Bedroom band, garage band thing. Oh yeah, we had a like uh, by the by the the time I was finished up school, we had kind of a a, a sinister sort of thing, like a like a imagine the uh, the Warhol factory, but like white trash. Like uh, we had like really weird uh, weird bands, like uh, like I was making things with with tape machines and drum machines and. Uh, but like, and then noisy rock bands mixed in. But we just had a bunch of, bunch of freaky kids, like uh, you know, in a really conservative place, which uh, it was always like a, you know, a recipe for something, you know, like it's the equal and opposite reaction thing. The same way you see a bunch of freaks in Texas or something, but like young guys in Iowa discovering acid and weird music, and uh, yeah, I don't know if you call it rock and roll, but it was it was punk as fuck. <laughs> yeah, Whatever yeah. we're now, doing. <laughs> now, a farmer would tell you if you want a good crop, you lose, you, you use a lot of manure. So maybe that's <laughs> a situation you were in, Scott. <laughs> it sounds like I've, I've never been cured of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, did any of these bands have a name or anything? Can you remember your first gig ever? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, um, I could, uh, the first band I had, uh, unimaginably called uh exit like that stuck around for quite a while and like uh the uh you know like the the guys that had like harry mary's and stuff i was friends with them all but they weren't letting uh anything very weird play there like but uh i grew up with like some of those guys from that slipknot band and the guy uh joe that started that band he was a metal dude but he was also like uh he was just into some weird stuff and so our first shows we get we'd like play there and then like uh we never really could get have good shows in Iowa except for those really early days when we were just like just house party kind of thing. Yeah, can you remember your first one, your first house house party gig that you played? Oh God, like uh, ah, uh, remember it's the Watford Pedro, like we, the Watford Pedro show. There's no hard questions and there's no wrong answers. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, you know, really I don't remember any house shows real specifically. I, I, That's I okay. remember my first That's time okay. getting a show out of out of town, going to a, somewhere in Missouri, uh, yeah. and playing a show, and that was like the greatest thing in the world. Or like uh, going to Iowa City for the first time and like play at Gabe's. You, I'm sure you know that place. Absolutely. Especially that those God fucking stairs in the back were oh, loaded yeah. in. <laughs> oh, Especially yeah, when it was a, raining or some one. shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I played buttloads of gigs there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, that was my regular Iowa stop. The other ones were kind of infrequent, but there was always games. Uh, so, and how was your first games gig? Now. That was a trippy pad, right? Because they had like regulars downstairs, and then upstairs is where you did the music. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, I don't, I don't remember like gigs that are being like really that great in Iowa. Like I know now and then they seem good, but like 
it was more about the 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 people that I met. Like all, all these people who just had no reason to talk to some like weird kid from the trailer park were like were were really like uh, mentor kind of figures to me. Like people people like from bands that were really big to me, like uh, uh, Ritual Device from Omaha is one of, always one of my favorite bands, and that that singer he's like kind of a music industry guy now, but. When I was a teenager, he'd sit and explain stuff to me, just like simple shit, like, okay, you want a show? Like, here, call this place. If they book you, you tell them to get all your friends' bands. And just like, you know, just a little education how to do it. And like, uh, it, it was awesome. Like, it was it was a great period playing music. I, I just remember the good things. I don't remember what, if we were bad or not. <laughs> okay, okay. I just asked because you only get your first time once, right? So, and, and what oh, yeah. you're working musically is basically uh, electronic stuff, like tape machines and drum machines, but also drums, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Now, did like, you ever? Uh, did you ever get? Oh, did you ever get to uh, try the sax? No, no. And I, uh, I, 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 you know, like most, like like uh, many people, I guess, like I, I kind of turned on it for a while. Like I, I considered it like this, like pop music thing or something, and. It, it took a while before I got my education on that. Like, uh, yeah, and probably, you know, I think you probably can guess which record it was that kind of turned me around on it. it was that, that fun, fun house. house. <laughs> right? That, that fun house. Now, uh, <laughs> Brother Steve told me that Egg told him, look, I want to hear Maceo on L. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> that's the greatest thing. Yeah, that's some beautiful set. But actually, sax goes pretty far back with rock and roll. And if you ask me, oh, Fuzz yeah. Guitar is trying to copy the sax sound in a way, certain way. So, okay, you leave Iowa. Oh, yeah. Okay. Never went back. Uh, yeah, Never yeah. Went back. So where do you go from there? This is after school, right? Yeah, uh, yeah I, high school I finished because I didn't know what else to do. My band wasn't good enough to tour. And uh, I had like a... Somebody did a, another guy that I was playing with did a semester of college in Davenport or somewhere. And by then he was ready to hit the road. And we uh, started off with like the, just anything we can get our hands on, like the book your own fucking life, the max, that maximum rock and roll thing. Sure, Tim And I, I still know people from that. Like uh, yeah. that first time I sent tapes to everybody who was like, didn't say just like straight punk. I mean, I love punk music, but just like anything that was like something weird. So like, I met people the, the, from the, the Radon Collective right on that first tour. <laughs> right on that first tour. Okay. And we got to right explain to the listeners. Now, the Quad Cities, Davenport's one of them. In fact, that's where the, uh, the Ashton brothers told me they first moved when they were boys from uh, Manassas before they got to Ann Arbor. But it ain't that far from Chicago. No, no. But like so for me, like you're, that's, you're that's talking culture. That's, that's yeah, really you're talking far culturally far away. Yeah. Because geographically, it ain't that fucking far. It, it's true. It's true. But like you don't think of it in terms like that when you're from Iowa, you know. Sure, sure. <laughs> but that's terrible because nobody picks where they're born. You know what I mean? It, that uh, I think Sly Stone says it's not where you're from; it's where you're at. Yeah, but it's like I had every opportunity in the world, and I just like I was uh, I was uh, lost in like I was trying to see the world through books and stuff, and but like you know then I obviously I got the travel bug pretty fast, but you can imagine like if you're 19 years old, you're driving around the country playing shows, but you're seeing the country for the first time. It's pretty mind blowing. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, it was for us too. Absolutely. Absolutely. The first time I ever saw an ocean was in Asbury Park, New Jersey, and I'm out on these rocks and like. 
you know, there's like there's crackheads asking me for money. I'm just like, it's beautiful. It's the ocean. And, yeah. <laughs> what what happens is with human beings is, is they take shit for granted. So it takes a, a guy, a, vo a foreigner, to like say, hey, you got something righteous here. They they don't see it, right? They get used to it. They get numb. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And another weak thing is like people, they, they, they lose that moment. Like uh, because I travel, well, a lot, of, a lot of times I've been living out of the country for extended periods. And I meet people who are traveling for the first time out of the country and they're so caught up in it i'll hear them talking to people and they'll seriously be like oh you shouldn't go to the u.s it's terrible you'll hate it I, i'm like what like i've never had a band come to the u.s and not not love it you know if you travel around for the first time of course it's great <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point we're at the end of the first hour may 4 2021 edition what peter your special guest scott neidegger hold tight for our two May 4th, 2021, second hour, lot for Pedro show. Have ice, but there isn't any cream. You 
you can get abortion, do you got this up your term? Can't catch a cold, cause we're sharing the same germ. Watch us impossible to synchronize. At a birthday party, no one ever yells surprise. Don't have a doorbell, we just have a bell. If you try to ring it, you can go to hell. We eat deodorant, but somehow we stink. Every scratch you hear is of the missing link. Still can't get the picture that I have shown. Let me tell you more about parts unknown.
Bob from Pedro Show. Start off the second hour with Android Void. Parts unknown. After that, D-U-M-E from the East Coast there. Nothing is true, Brother Alec. Sakara. This was pretty ongoing concern. Maybe it still is with you. Alive, Mira, me, Miguel. Look, it's me, Mike. No, I'm Mike. Right? Swine Miguel. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday I had a guest and they had a tune called that. Fuck. Uh, Scum Quartet featuring Steve McKay. Endless Existence. Missed that man very much. And then Asteroid Extinction Cult with Comfort Man. All these projects. But let's uh, talk about one of your earliest projects, the, the, where I f- first found out about you via Brother Steve McKay, working together, helping the Stooges. Uh, he turned me on to this collective called Radon. Yeah, we, we, I, we, we all kind of came together really fast. And, uh, you know, I guess we would have started, that would all have been like 2000, 2001. And when was it you guys started playing together again. The first one was right. uh, March of 2003 at Coachella, right? Yeah, it seems like a long time later, you know, like that, just like this one day, he's like, guess who called? And like, uh, you know, Jim called, blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, cool, who the fuck's Jim? <laughs> I know, I never called him that, by the way. I never, I never insinuated I was, you know, intimate enough to use that word that name i never did i never did but you know that first gig that coachella gig we didn't even prack brother steve oh, came yeah? right off the plane well we did me and the ashton brothers and egg but brother steve did he came right in and did that cold and he was great and we <laughs> all thought it was going to be we all thought it was going to be one gig and it ended up being 125 months so, but, but let's, I want to learn about radon, please. Enlighten. Yeah. So like, uh, a, a lot of the, that stuff kind of started off with, uh, I was big into, uh, the cassette tape trading. So that's like how I, I learned my geography and how I, you know, started to know people around, uh, you know, mostly in Europe and like, there's a few people that were like a, of a similar sort of like time period who were also, some of the first ones that were really chasing down all those contacts for shows and playing in a lot of weird places. But it was just like, I don't know, like all all within a few months, like these few things happened. Like I, I went to Europe for the first time. Like I, I think I booked the first shows through the postal mail, uh, met Steve, uh, Camille and his, uh, uh, RV full of guys from the Czech Republic, uh, roll, roll through town. And just like, Within a few months, basically, we had the whole core of the collective uh, together and it just stuck at it for 10 years. <laughs> but, but were you like the fucking the hub man? Were you the center of the spokes? I don't know. I, I mean, in, in, in some ways, but it's like it was, you know, maybe for, you know, lack of another other leadership. I, I guess I was just like really pushing people just, just to stay in touch and uh, and started to do, uh, you know, do things together because it just. It started with a natural back and forth where, like, we get invited to Europe, so then we're bringing these guys back, and then, then we find out it's like we we like touring with people, and and it was like once we got Stephen, he didn't ha- doesn't have a band, but he was he was happy. He was he was happy at first just to have his name on the poster, and like like he he can play with anybody with no practice, so it's just like it it gave us an excuse to get people together more, you know, like oh come out and like play a show, not just like 
not just ask people to help us find a show or something. And well, how did you meet him? Uh, through KFJC. Okay, uh, okay. That's I that. mean, people. I should tell the, the, Scott. I should tell the listeners that's yeah. a radio station. I think Los Altos Hills. Yeah. And uh, what you just happened to be at the station the same time he was? No, like I, I was out with uh, uh, this band Temple of Bon Matan. I think you had Ed on the show a little while back. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and uh, Marlon does. I like, found him in the phone book or something. Because there's like there was the the other Steve McKay. There's like the the track runner Steve that McKay. That died and, uh, Yeah, the, and everybody thought it was brother Steve who passed away, but it was the track yeah. runner. Yeah, and there's all this confusing things. He just looked it up, and like I remember when I first started calling Steve, like he had, uh, he had this message like. Steve McKay Electric, and I thought like that was maybe like his production company or something. Like I, I didn't know he's an electrician at first until he told me. But like we were at the 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 Cocodry. we were both playing shows, but it was like Marlon's band and then ours. And so I asked Steve if you want to stick around and play, and he's like, nope. And then uh, uh, all right, my my buddy Vinny busted out the saxophone, and he saw that saxophone, and next thing you know, they were running all over hell, like running through the streets, like playing saxophone in the peak peak show across the street. I mean, you know, I stayed in touch. And... Okay, I want to play some more Mecca here, Scott. All right. In this accepted existence, we have agreed to share collective guidelines on the nature of reality. Within this compromised and narrow construct, Mike Watt is a new music icon, flannel shirt enthusiast, guy who pees in bottles so as to never stop a band, and most of all, radio show host. Scott Nadiger gets his shirts from homeless people and pees in many things, justifying as being the custom in some country he really believes he once visited, and is currently playing with a microwave convinced he's programming a VCR. However, astrophysics have taught us how limited this view is when we examine Hugh's relative state formula or DeWitt's many worlds theory. We begin to see the possibilities. Let go of your contrived notions of reality and visit a corner of the multiverse so shocking it will shatter your very grasp of sanity. In this alternate universe, everything is pretty much the same, except one haunting detail. Scott Neidegger has the radio show. Welcome to the Scott from Pedro show. Pedro, of course, being a state in the territory of parts unknown. Today, our first guest is bassist Mike Watt. Excited to be here? This is beautiful. This is fucking happening. Hey, thanks, but uh, can you watch the language? This is a family show. I'll try my best, but... I guess that's all I can ask. This is almost like the real deal. The real deal being what? Conventional radio? You know this is an internet thing. Electroshock and awe? You're checking all the bands in this project, right? But I couldn't fucking hear the bass on the fucking records. Bass just doesn't mean bass guitar. Surely upon closer listen, you can recognize that. I can now, but, you know, then... Glad you came around. How about the bass on the Fire Brigade record? That was my favorite one. 
Yeah. You digging Decom? I thought they were really bitching. Check out Android Void. Oh, it's crazy. It's intense songs. What about GI? Yeah, it looked a little dangerous, a little gay. Dangerous and gay. Hmm. Spot on. You must really know that drug addict, sexual deviant style of rap. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Totally cool. Don't get upset. Thanks for the nice reviews. I understand you're quite the musician yourself. I thought nobody wanted to hear me play bass without him, so I, I actually stopped playing. Quit playing bass? Seems like a shame. I'm sure people still want to hear your music. Fuck, okay, I'll make a band with you. Yeah, well, thanks, but uh, my plate's kind of full at the moment. I don't think I could really commit to that. And fucking cojones, like... Big dog, church bells, you know. My testicular mass is not in question, but yeah, no offense, kind of got my own thing going. And since this music chat's going nowhere, maybe we'll bring in our other guest, educational activist Malala. Well, we're going to be talking about some issues here. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Malala. It is an honor for me. Well, we're on her too, right, What? And 13 and shit. She was 13 when she won the Nobel, but I mean, she's in college now. Thank you to my elders. Hey. Knock off that elder shit. I might be with water on this one after all. I don't know where to begin my speech. I don't know what people would be expecting me to say. Oh, just relax. I mean, you usually talk about education. I guess you mention your religion a lot. Fucked up, man. It was wasting your energy and time. These motherfuckers grind you down for that. Well, sure, Watt. Religion is pretty stupid, but we don't have to gang up on her. So here I stand, one girl. Sounds like she can handle it, I guess. So, Malala, are you familiar with the Carlin stuff? Like... Flying spaghetti monster? I don't know. This kind of thing. Kind of a, a metaphor. An allegory. Sure, a good point, but maybe it's pointless to talk about religion. She's so devout and we both know it's stupid. You know, if I feel this way, you're gonna hear about it. Easy, pal. Thousands of people have been killed by the terrorists to achieve their goal of peace. What? Terrorist goal of peace? I've had about enough of both of you guys. I, mean, I think that's it for today. What? Yeah, that's 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 it for the Scott from Pedro show. Uh, next week, our guests are the Dalai Lama and Kevin Ruth Manis from the Cows. That guy can play the bass and has some cool ass shirts. Fucked up. Fucked up. Fucked up. Yeah, I do without the profanity, but fucked up it is.
Worldwide Revolution.
mobilize its resources toward the goal of creating a classless world. For Pedro, show that chunk of music start off with Mecca, doing Scott from Pedro. Another uh, tune crafted specially for Scott Nidinger's appearance. Thank you oh, so when you much, when you call when you call to serve, we're gonna serve, you know. <laughs> <laughs> then we had Modern Blonde, Candy's Conundrum, in fancy words. Uh, United Scum Sound Clash after that, and they stood at the heart of my, thy network. A little Shakespeare there, and then finally Revolution International, Love Six Six Six. So, Radon was not just a, like kind of a tur- touring concern. It was also a label, right? Yeah, I mean, we made records and we did tours and it was just kind of like a, um, you know, all-purpose thing. But, but uh, you know, always the, the idea was like that everybody would find better labels. Like, we didn't really want to put out records. We just kind of had to. It was like we started with like the, the you know, doing uh, CDR releases like, Right, right when the the CD dubbers first came out, people still liked that. You know, it was pretty exciting. You know, you could still sell those even at a show as a merchandise, okay. and you could crank them out for cheap. And you know, they're good; they're cheaper for mailing. Right, right. Uh, so, they, I mean, you gave me a lot of these projects, like Love Six Six Six, Android Void. Asteroid extinction. Are there all these radar cons- radon concerns? So, like uh, the uh, we stopped doing things as radon. Like uh, the uh, it's been almost ten years now. It's like ten years doing it, and then ten years since we stopped. Is uh, oh, you know okay. everybody was was doing their own kind of things, and it was just like the it wasn't the same place. But all of it traces back through that some way or another. You know, like you. You don't have to be like a a card carrying member, but like so, like for example, that Love Six 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 record yeah. that just came out. Those are like Amrap band, an Amrap band from back in the day that I was a, I was a fan of, and I got to be friends with them. And it all came about because the first time I played with with Kundahola, like Kamilski, one of the founders of our collective. Yeah, uh, Love Six 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 were trying to get, to go on tour. I got all of them, and we did the show all together, and we stayed in touch. Or like uh, you know the the remix for Jason Lafarge's band, like all that came back from, from, from that crew. But, uh, so things were, you know, pre- things were pretty fluid. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and, and inclusive, like uh, it's, we had a lot of like, you know, people I think of was like core members, but there was just, there was so many of us and everybody, you know, started making bands with, uh, with, with, with each other. And it's like, it's hard to remember who started with who anymore, you know? Yeah, sure, sure. Now, now I understand. It was mainly a 10-year thing, and it's, yeah, it's been 10 years since. So it was it was a special moment in time. Oh, yeah. And, you, you know, like the, the um, you can't, you, you know, it's the same way as like when you think about cities you used to love. You, you, you can go back, but it won't be the same cities. Absolutely. So there's not like, you know, you can't call the boys and get the band back together or anything. No. But like, it's sure like a, it sure had a mark on all of us because everybody that we, we do stuff with all comes back from that same thing. And right. you know, I'm sure lots of people have something like this, but we just put a name on it, you know? Sure, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, and I think it's important because, you know, when you get down to it, it's all about people, right? Absolutely. Yeah. People of great wisdom always, uh, always uh, like when you try to pick their brain, they always tell you something that's frustratingly simple. And like one of my heroes of touring 
this, this guy Eric Boros, I, I sent you this band Bjelka. I mean, he goes and plays everywhere, and just like he just said something to me. He's just like, you know, what it's really all about is just like going around and playing music with your friends. And it's like, yeah, you know that, but sometimes you you have to hear that that's not that 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 is the the thing. Like you're looking for something more when the answer's simple. You go play music with your friends and have a good time. That's that that that's it. That's the answer to the big mysteries in life. <laughs> that's a fucking righteous point you made, Scott. Thank you so much. We're at the end of the second hour, May 4, 2021, Dishwap Pedro Show. Special guest Scott Neidinger. Hold tight for hour three. May 4, 2021. It's the third hour. Watch for Pedro Show.
just hanging out and for you Just for a little while Going down that Adrian coast I'm just hiding from the man Trying to work out my way Sitting in Casalino the Grotto Just for a little while Jump on that morning train then I'm gone, long gone. Yeah, I need an alibi. I need an alibi tonight. Yeah, I need an alibi. I need an alibi tonight. Yeah, I need an alibi tonight. Well, they said I had a coming. Anyway, they caught me in Barry, but the noise drew them away. I had to escape.
living with leprosy is fine. All times you gotta scratch away your skin. Yeah. Well, talking about skin, Lou Reed is losing weight again. Maybe this will be his last chilling thing. Hopefully this is my stuff, but I know he won't. Guar on the other side, covering your blood. The itching goes on. There's a lot of things to see in this world. Listen to the birds in the morning. Listen to the bees of high heart. Watch the first appearance of the Undertaker for the billion time. Yeah. I know you're searching for something. The only thing you find is yourself laboring. I don't wanna die. I don't wanna die. I don't wanna die. I don't wanna die alone. Lots of things, gonna see more. Two cans with stew cook. Told him rock and roll will never die. I let down so many people, still don't know what to do, how to change. Guess my life will continue with its highs and lows forever. Happiness is nothing. You can be cool with anything, only if you want to. Happy lepers will never die. April the 7th, 2007. Alexander de Lagier. Super Freak is with me.
Wife for Pedro show. We start off the third hour with the claw. And this is something Scott Neidegger did for the To Go a Bridge Too Far soundtrack. Yeah, I'm making a movie. It's uh, pretty much done. I'm presenting it like a series, so it's it's leaking out. But that's a that's a that's a new one for me. Like uh, trying to make a movie, but it's 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 been pretty intense. But it, it's a blast, you know. It's 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 new and it's weird, and <laughs> the soundtrack's good if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, let me understand. You're making both a film and the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, the, the the movies, yeah, the soundtrack really is just like soundtracking for a movie. So it's got that kind of soundtracky vibe. It's it's uh, uh it's more the movie than it is a, a music video. Well, have it's you like got, a, have you got the movie done? It's uh it's like a three like two thirds done, but I'm releasing it in the style of a series. Ah, and so like it, most of it's already up. You're talking like episodes, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm just finishing it up now, but it's already uh, available. And then I'll try to put out. I mean, it really is intended to be seen as a movie, but yeah. like the uh, I don't know. Somebody pointed out to me. I was talking about how people don't have attention spans for long movies and albums and things. And somebody was like, "Yeah, but they'll sit and binge watch a TV series in one day." I'm like, "Exactly. Just call people, it a series." Uh, and then people make say all kinds of shit, Scott. Like right now, whoa, when you go to I miss gigs so much, and I want to see live music. Yeah, when it comes, let's see you at the show, motherfucker. Yeah, you're on the fucking yeah. couch. You fucking bullshit liars. <laughs> anyway, I didn't mean to get off topic there. Uh, but, but I think that, no, I think this, but, this but is But the a, idea, a actually, topic. there's an old tradition, Scott, of serialization. Like Finnegan's Wait, uh, Mr. Joyce, that came out in episodes. So it's actually an old tradition, even before uh, movies and shit, you know, with literature. I got to tell the people what else they heard. Tommy Dahill from Alaska with Cures. The Tim Holhouse on a, uh, with the Alibi. I think he's in uh, Northern Ireland. Uh, Mechanosphere, Phantom Limbs. Uh, I'll Never Do Ketamine Again. Special Interest. Ha <laughs> that's, that's a it's, intense title. Uh, Happy Lepers Won't Ever Die from... Alexander DeLarge versus Super Freak, that little musical warfare there in Bari, Italy. That's in the heel part, huh? And then finally, Pants Exploded with Jimmy. That's Jason Lafarge. Uh, what's the studio? Caesar's Palace, right? In uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, Caesar's Palace inside inside of Martin Beasy's studio. And he's uh, managed to stay, stay going through all this. Martin I know Beasy. a lot of studios aren't yeah. so lucky. He, I go way back with him because he recorded Sonic Youth doing Evil. And I stopped there when I brought Kay over to uh, Yale for an internship, and that's. I sat next to Richard Hell, and I was so starstruck I couldn't speak. <laughs> yeah, all, you look at the, the 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 wall there of all the old record covers and stuff. I mean, like if they're in New York, they were they recorded there at some point. You know, you see like Lydia Lunch next to Harvey Hancock and stuff like that. But you know, what was trippy in those days. He didn't have a separate booth for the board. The board was in the room where everybody was recording. Yeah, like they they've got two those two facing each other now, and like um like uh I think, it was, I think I'm not sure which one of them has Bowie's old board. It was like uh they yeah it's like the um I I don't want to misquote which record it was they they used it on, but like yeah, there's so much history in that place. And, but and then now, Jason, you recorded a lot with Jason, right? Yeah, yeah, and even before then, but Jason's band that I know him from like. I like. I'll take them over, like the Swans or Sonic Youth or some of that stuff any day. Jason's band was amazing. 
like they're, they're from Atlanta and like uh I don't know if that's I don't really know how he ended up in that studio like uh maybe the I know they the BC produced their album and he came back and was like I'm moving there but good <laughs> 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 turn that but yeah Jason Jason's you know what one of the best guys here. sometimes life is fine. trippy right the way it works out <laughs> oh yeah yeah look hey, you know he knows how to take care of his stuff he knows how to guide you through like you know a lot of people have some misguided notions about using analog tape and stuff and he he knows how to get you know well you to, know to, he's a bass man right yeah yeah <laughs> well we have some intimate knowledge a little bit i want to play another project of yours here called jihad yeah, yes, my, my, my alter ego, he appears in the movie. Okay, okay, let's listen. Inside my California nurse 
life is just a curse for them Don't wait. 
It's been days, it's been months Since the darkness covered us In the night, it feels like The snow will bury us I don't want to be cold I just don't want to be another chore Now some wounded birds to care for An unrolled job That's the last thing I'd want to do Though the times are changing Don't matter much for us Though I've been and cruel I still can taste the rust I don't want to be cold No, I just don't want to be another chore No, Oh, an unrolled a job for you. 
the sun It's been days, it's been months
<laughs> Richard Meltzer. When's the yeah. last time you saw him? I know he's he's still living not, in Portland. Not for ages. I was just yeah. thinking of him because I know I know you're a you're a, 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 I love a supporter. The man. I love the man. I, you know, he had to have heart surgery, and so maybe still recovering from that. That was a couple of years ago. He said it felt like there's 10 billion boulders on his chest. I tell the people we heard dead, dead or worse from Jihad. And people, Jihad is alter ego of Mr. Neidegger in his movie, where he poisons the Portland, Oregon music industry with some nefarious version of White Claw. I can neither confirm nor deny that any of this is true. Oh, okay. okay. If you are, if you are indeed Mike Watt, I know it's <laughs> your right. haste to turn off the camera. I assure you, if anybody from the White Claw Corporation is attempting to hack my computer lines, it will turn out badly. <laughs> Don't do it, people. What have you done with Watt? You Stony bastards? Spring after that, the best band name ever, Stony Spring. <laughs> Revenge Rock. Then that's the best uh, song title ever. And then we had live. At the 5 o'clock lounge, 2017, duo decibel system with hearts in the ground, murder by death with last thing. Now, here's a title. Nani mo shinai one ne nani ga wakuru nari mo shinai ome no nani go kawaru. That's a hardcore band from Hokkaido called Slang. You see, sometimes you're, you're, when you're reading off the titles, I'm not sure if they're actually outbursts. Like, when what was the one that was like, I, I need to stop doing ketamine or something? Like, I, I'm, I, I was like, like, do you need to stop and get a glass of water? Why? It's cool. Like, you know, we've all been through this. I can talk you down. Now, you know, especially with instrumental music, right? The title is really important. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. They, 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 they got to they right. go for it. H Thirst after that with this. Uh, Solo guitar version of Eruption 2021 as Brother Phil up on uh, Mammoth, bringing the good time. Finally, Steve McKay and the Radon Ensemble with Nightmare on the Pillows. And maybe it was a moment in time, but thank you for fucking flowing that to me because when I hear that, I can almost see the man. Oh, it does it. It does it for all of us, for sure. You know, you hear his personality and an instrument like, like for you, I have. But you know, I so many people say whether they're like sad that they they didn't get more time with somebody. I feel like lucky. I had so much time with Steve. You know, it's ah, I can't believe like, you know, we we got to we got to do so much and uh, against all possible probabilities. It's like yeah, I always just feel happy when I think about it. He had a huge impact on my life. Now, yeah, uh, yes. Scott, do you have a place on the internet you want people to see? I do. I have a good old-fashioned website. Okay, let's hear the URL, brother. That's uh, electroshockandawe.com. Well, spell it out for slow uh, E-L-E-C-T-R-O-S-H-O-C-K-A-N-D. A-W-E, electroshock, electrotherapy, and off. Right. What was that? The guy who wrote uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, I think the sequel was something about shock therapy. I, you know, you, you, met, you made some kind of illusion, and I was trying to figure out what it was you're talking about. And like, I was like, oh, shit, did you think like because I had the wig on, I was like trans or something? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, uh, uh, like, uh, 
I don't. No, not I, at I don't all, Scott. That. Look, I was reading about the guy. Okay. Like a, it was a good, okay. a good story, a good tip. My kind of freak. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was a, t- a lot of the people I saw at the Tiffany. You know, they'd have it in West Hollywood. My sister brought me. In. I saw those oh, people at the first punk gig shows. There is a connection somehow because you know the early scene had a lot of women. And, oh yeah. Because it was part of glitter, glitter and glam. This is before hardcore, you know. Scott, it, it's so such an honor to have when you get this movie out and the sound treat the track completed. Will you come back on the show and we can rap about it? Oh yeah, it would be it would be, it would be fun. But like uh, you know, I might be in hiding by then. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll judge the sitch when it comes upon us. Okay. But Absolutely. I'm so That's glad easy. that you made time for me today. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for only putting some thought into it. Okay, people. It's been May 4, 2021 edition. Watch Pedro. She'll keep your powder dry.